Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. A station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to Mount Olympus. I am Hercules Invictus. My Olympian mission is to promote lifelong personal development, human empowerment, out-of-the-box thinking, creative self-expression, and the dedication of one's unique talents to community service. All of my labors in this lifetime celebrate the hero's journey in myth, legend, spirituality, popular culture, and in daily life. I firmly believe that the human spirit is essentially heroic and always seeking ways to express its innate nobility and greatness, and that a life fully lived, dedicated to actualizing the highest we can conceive, is the noblest expression of human existence. Today, I'm greatly honored to have with us Maria Dondria on Mages, Sages, and Seers. Greetings and welcome, Maria. How are you? Wonderful. Hi. Thank you again for inviting me on your show. I always love it. We have such a good time, and hopefully we're helping people do better. That is my hope as well, and ditto with me. I enjoy speaking with you uh, very much. And I'm really interested in what you have to say on tonight's uh, topic, tips on adjusting your life path. And that's going to encompass uh, treatments. It's going to encompass spiritual work. So this will be a really great show. Well, I'm really excited because I always feel that there's a way to improve everybody's life. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to figure out what to do, (laughs) but there is always some way. We're meant to be happy. Um, I also look at it as if you change your mindset, you can change Mm -hmm. your life. So I know you and I have talked about it in the past, and I know you look at it the same way because – you know, I, I always love, and I know we've said this before, it just strikes me funny. I always love when somebody's going, oh, I always have a headache. Then when they get one, the only one surprised is them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so if they change their mindset to I'm always healthy, I'm always fine, they would actually cancel it out. I mean, that doesn't mean they will never in their lifetime have a headache, but it's a totally different way of dealing. So. I firmly believe that there are things that we can do, and especially from my experiences, where we can always improve a situation on some level or completely. It depends on the situation. Right. I I believe the same thing, that how we view something uh, affects what we experience. And a lot of times the situation isn't as we perceive it to be. Um, And... uh, If Even if we perceive it correctly, sometimes certain attitudes stand in the way of figuring out what to do. Right. And sometimes I, th- I find that it's um, not conscious. So sometimes mm-hmm. you may not see your own pattern, whereas somebody else can. I, I look at it like this shamanically, and I'm sure you do also. But shamanically, the way I look at it is life really, people don't understand this, but life really isn't limited to plants, animals, people, okay? Because basically, life is really defined as movement, right? Right. So if you look at it scientifically, because, you know, really magic is your oldest science, like uh, chemistry came out of alchemy, 
right? Mm -hmm. So some things move very slowly, energetically. It's a frequency of vibration. So some things like rocks move very slowly, but it's been scientifically proven that they do move, right? And then some things move really, really quickly, like, oh, say, light or lightning, Mm -hmm. okay? So for a shaman, there's simply different levels or different forms of life, you know, and what we do is we're operating from a principle that everything comes from a source. We don't really care, and I don't mean this negatively, we don't care what you call your source. You know, God, right. divine power, whatever you want to call it that fits you, you should not change it because that's the word you resonate with or that's your mm-hmm. outlook. Okay. But your source really is infinite and it's self-aware. So following that train of thought, that means everything on the planet and outside the planet, <laughs> but everything basically has some level of self-awareness and responds at least up to a point to our vibration, what we're putting out consciously and what we're trying to change or create or form. So when you look at it as energetically, everything's in motion and everything moves and everything on some level is self-aware. That's why, you know, when I'm doing spiritual work or sometimes we call them treatments, like you said, uh, it tends to work because what we're doing is we understand the science of working with the energy to blend with, oh, pretty much anything. And then mm-hmm. we can see how much we can work with it. You know? uh, I find a lot of it also that um, people don't really think about, for lack of a better word, okay, is from a shamanic point of view, we really look at life as an adventure. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, you're married to somebody that fits you perfectly. So, you know, that helps you move ahead, and she's very supportive and sweet. She's just such a wonderful person. But it gives you that balance. And I find that we really try to look, as much as we look at life as an adventure, we try to look at things as a perspective of love. Now, I find that when I tell people that I'm trying to come out of a form of love when I'm dealing with any situation, that doesn't mean that, we're unaware. People always think that you're naive then, right? Right. <laughs> they do, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's really not. It's a vibrational level because love is the strongest uh, energy in the universe. So if you're coming out of love, it doesn't mean we don't see the negative. It means we're not focused on the negative. You know, shamanically and coming from that mindset, it didn't mean we got stupid. <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, and it also doesn't mean you're passive. It just means that karmically, you know, you always should try to do the right thing. And Mm -hmm. when we're helping um, clients, you know, when we're helping them change their lives and to improve it, then, um, you know, you're coming out of love because you're trying to help people. And it's not that we're looking for it to come back because that's not how it works, you know. But I know with me, I'm not worried about the afterlife. I'm looking at it as right now I need to work with positive karma because, honestly, my karma is overdue. <laughs> <laughs> when I talk to people, I'm like, oh, I don't want it to come back. I'm like, well, if you're doing the right thing, you know, you and I are not worried about it coming back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's so when we're sending love and yeah. And I find, you know, if you're basing your judgment from that level, it, it's different, and I find that shamanically, you know, especially if you're like uh, you and, you know, your honey and I, you know, we really try to act respectfully towards everything on planet, and that's why people misunderstand it as we're being naive or we don't see it. Sure, we do, but the reason I find that we're more focused on the outcome of helping people and is that your spirit, everybody's spirit is alive, like we were saying, right? So uh, your spirit is, and there's a lot of different names for it, chi, ku, you know, a lot of different names for it. So whatever somebody's title is, it equates to spirit for me. So your spirit is always alive and aware, and it always responds. So if you're criticizing yourself a lot, because, you know, we all, we've all gone through some phase of that, you know, having a bad day, not doing well that day, you know, don't want to go to work, <laughs> don't like the people you work with, 
you know. But if you're self-criticizing, uh, what your subconscious mind and your spirit hears is that for some reason you want to keep attracting that. So through time, you actually are creating a cycle that just keeps repeating. And a lot of times you don't uh, know what the cycle is or you're not conscious of it. Don't you find that? I find that uh, to be very uh, true. And uh, you need to practice vigilance. Like, for instance, uh, I meditate mm-hmm. now a day, regardless, you know, even if it's for five minutes, mm-hmm. sometimes as long as an hour. And I find that that, like physical exercise, keeps, uh, keeps my physical body strong and healthy. Doing meditation helps keep my uh, inner self uh, uh, healthy and uh, happy. Uh, and when I started doing positive work on a regular basis, one of the things you notice after a while is that all those negative voices inside your head that chatter like monkeys continuously, <laughs> what happened to them? But the danger is if they start coming back, if you entertain them, <laughs> they're going to hang out. <laughs> you be able to stay out, you know, uh, as soon as they start popping your head. And they will pop in your head quite often. Sometimes some time will pass and you'll say, oh, okay, I don't need to do this anymore. And then before you know it, you got them flying through your head again. So it's, it's constant <laughs> work. But it's definitely worth okay. doing. Oh, definitely. I, I know people don't think about that aspect of it, but it really is because – when you're thinking, as an example with people, and they're thinking negative, but they're not aware of it. When you have negative thoughts, and when people get a chance, I hope they kind of look at back at their lives because at some point they'll see it. You know, when you're entertaining, I love the way you put it, when you're entertaining negative uh, thoughts, it affects you physically, not just spiritually, not just what you're attracting into your life or getting rid of in your life. Because when you're stressed, as an example, your body tenses up, your muscles tense up, your body is um, in protective mode or it's in warrior mode, depending on what you're upset about. And when you're feeling really happy and you feel good and you're feeling, say, love from a friend of yours, family, whatever, your body actually, your muscles relax, your body relaxes, you actually end up being healthier. You know, not mm-hmm. on purpose. It's just it's like fallout. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I find when we're doing, um, and sometimes some people call them treatments, some people call them spiritual work. It just depends on uh, what terminology you're comfortable with. But I find a lot of times, and obviously you and I read, you know, I do readings. But uh, one of the things I do is spiritual work as a shaman or treatment. And what happens is people will come to me and they're trying to fix something in their lives or trying to bring something or attract something into it or get rid of something. And if I'm trying to help somebody get rid of something, we always get rid of things in a positive way because you know that right. law you and I talk about, not harming anybody, to harm none. And, um, you know, what happens is if I talk to them for a while, I find out what their pattern is, what caused it, and sometimes it's not even them. Sometimes it really is the other person they're dealing with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, or the negative situation. So once we find the cause, we can treat it and fix it, and at least improve it, change it, avoid it, or improve it on some level every single time. Because now we know right. what we're dealing with. It's just the tracking part. So, and then the other thing that you and I have talked about is that you have to be very, very careful because there's power in the word. So a lot of times people really try to do things for themselves which I always think is wonderful because the point is to get everybody to do their own thing and move ahead. You know, but um, I find a lot of times they'll phrase something and they'll leave it out. You know, um, I had this one lady years ago when she came to me, she was very upset. She said she was trying to work spiritually, very sweet lady, and she needed a job. She kept putting out that she needs a, she needs a job and she needs to work now. So she ended up with a job. Right? And mm-hmm. uh, the job folded a couple of months later. She never got paid because she forgot to add the money part. <laughs> oh. People just people just think, well, if you're working, obviously you're getting paid, but it depends on the job. Yeah, you know, if you're so. volunteering, you're not getting paid. <laughs> not in money, but you're getting paid in other uh, things. I used to teach uh, when I was oh, definitely. working in the office. 
I used to teach students uh, how to volunteer to get experience, to get references, you know, to make oh, definitely. that they'll need. So I, I think volunteering is a great way to get into the particular field and also to get ahead. Oh, definitely. And I think it's good for your spirit to do things for others. You yes. know, volunteering is the perfect way, you know, or even if you're helping a friend, you know, anything along that level. But she needed a paying job because, you know, she's trying right. to pay rent. You know, unimportant things. Survival <laughs> 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 is a good thing. <laughs> yes, and I love when people say to me, I love when people say, well, you know, they're trying to get very, very focused spiritually. They don't need to make a lot of money. And, you know, I'm always trying to explain to them that the more money you make, the more people you can help. If you're right. starving on the street, who are you going to help? Right? Right. That, that's very true. So, yeah. And I, it, it's really funny. I was talking to this uh, gentleman a while ago because we really live in fourth dimensional realm, yes, you know, which do. is perfection. You know? And uh, we're moving into fifth. Some of us are in fifth, but basically, in general, it's fourth. And I'm, I'm always saying what you want to do is focus on expect the unexpected. <laughs> Because <laughs> you never know what's going to come up. It doesn't throw you. Something unexpected comes up, good, bad, or indifferent. You can kind of roll with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and really, you never know what's going to come in, come up in your life. You just want to really keep it positive. Like I said, a lot of what I do is helping people find the right um, thought, you know, verbal or not, the right thought to put out to attract exactly what they need or what they want or, you know, what they wish to manifest. And sometimes it deals with other things. Usually it's more focused that way, but sometimes it deals with, you know, candles or gemstones or herbs, or, you know, on the metaphysical, you know, on the occult side. Uh, but most of the time you don't really need all that for that type of a treatment. It really depends on what the situation is. And there are things, as an example, if you're trying to attract uh, money into your life. As an example, with gemstones, if you carry pyrite, which is, uh, it looks gold, it's actually called fool's gold. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it's the vibration of gold. So if you carry that, that also enhances your finance. So sometimes we combine a couple of things, but it's always focused on what you're putting out in thought first, because that makes the most difference, I find. What do you think? I think uh, much uh, the same. Uh, I, I've shared my story of my millions of dollars. Uh, one time I asked uh, yeah, I for, for millions of dollars, and I got it within a couple of days, and it continues for like a week and a half. But it wasn't real money. It was million-dollar bills. Uh, they were popping up all over the place. You know, the, they were fake, but they were million-dollar bills. And people gave me sofa parts with million-dollar bills printed on the front. Uh, stores that wanted to do business were giving million-dollar bills as a way of advertising the store. Uh, so then I, I acknowledged that it proved to me that some, somebody or something was listening and uh, that they could ask if they want to, but at, at this particular point in time, these were the millions that I was going to get. So <laughs> onward the next thing. But I find too that if I, uh, again, things happen that are challenging to all of us and not always the thing we would uh, desire, but I found that attitude <laughs> is one very good way uh, to minimally feel a lot of these uh, things. And it's really funny because that's why we're so careful when we help other people. And I, I think it's funny, we're so busy helping other people because you really come from the heart and right. you're phenomenal at what you do. So. Sometimes it's like we need to get to ourselves, and eventually we will, <laughs> but, but not as quickly. I remember when uh, I have two adult sons, and uh, they're in normal jobs. <laughs> okay. I think ours is normal. So, you know, I've been doing this full time since I'm 16, and, uh, but they both read. Exactly, exactly, normal class. And they both read, and they're into all this. And... Uh, it's really funny when they were little, I really, really wanted to get a TV and, uh, you know, I was on my own and I really didn't have the money to go out and buy a TV at the moment. And I was very, very focused. And the funny part is first somebody gave me, you know, those little tiny TVs that you use when you go to the beach. Yes. Those little things. Yeah. yeah so somebody gave me one of those. 
and and I was really happy. A TV's TV, they could watch it, you know. Uh-huh. And, and then I got a different. Then I got a different one. Uh, somebody else gave me a different TV. Anyway, the the bottom line is, I ended up with four TVs because I forgot to shut it off. I had uh, I, I asked for a TV because uh, I was in a position at, at one point where I didn't have one, and people started mm-hmm. offering me TVs. And I, before you know it, like you, I wound up with several TVs of different sizes until finally I got a TV <laughs> that was exactly perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, the other TVs, other people needed TVs and kept kept it going. <laughs> I know we always do. It's just so cool. I did the same thing. I finally ended up with one I actually wanted, and then we passed the other ones on. You know, or we donated. It depends, but you know, you want to always help people. And it's funny because right. I find some people that I talk to are so focused on comically they're doing something because they want their comic to come back. And then they're surprised it doesn't, because if you're not coming from the heart and you're doing it to get that result, it doesn't work. Right. right. Don't you feel that, like, you know? That's something I, I believe in also, that uh, um, a lot of times uh, are, when we do things for not the right uh, reason, uh, they don't work mm-hmm. the way that uh, they're, they're going to work, um, because... Uh, uh, you're doing, you're trying to get the flow of the universe started, but if you're putting conditions on it when you put it out and you're withholding or, you know, you're mm-hmm. holding up so you can get a result, you're halting the whole process so it doesn't really flow in and out of your, your life. Um, and yes. I think everybody's had that experience where they needed something and automatically and almost magically it's come to them in a very short period of time without their having to do anything other than acknowledge the need and state it. And some people right. believe in air and some people believe in uh, uh, magic and some people believe in, as you said before, it doesn't matter what you call it, your relationship with the universe, it might be unique. It might be cultural. It might be, uh, um, you know, according to a particular way of looking at the world through a religion or a political party, whatever your way happens to be, the universe is a loving universe and it will respond to you in ways that you can understand it. Oh, definitely. And I always find it interesting. And, you know, it, it's really funny. I've been doing this, well, I've been doing this all my life, but I've been mm-hmm. doing it professionally full time since I'm 16 and we're not going to mention 800 years ago how long I've been doing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But I've been doing this forever, and this is what I do full-time. Everything is spiritual because, you know, I have books out that are spiritual, psychic, paranormal, you know, cult, and, but everything is related to spiritual and especially the shamanic part because I like to create better situations for people, and, uh, which is different than a reading because now we're creating. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I always laugh because people will say to me, they don't understand how I can pay my bills because I don't have a nine-to-five definite job. There's nothing definite about this. And it's really funny because I, I keep trying to explain it. At some point, you have to stop explaining. Like if you see somebody looking at you like, I don't understand, sometimes you have to go, never mind. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. But, um, you know, I, I really expect it. It doesn't even occur to me that the money doesn't come to pay my bills. I, you know, it's like the universe just takes care of you. But part of it is trusting it, and part right. of it is expecting it. Right. You know? So, you know, I have a little envelope system. It has, you know, uh, oil bill, phone bill, whatever. And I just keep moving on it, and everything gets paid. <laughs> I can't right. even explain to people normally because I do expect it. And, you know, I know it. So, you know, and then you know how it is. If you and I are working on something like, you know, um, if you and your wife decide to go on vacation, as much as it's emotional, you still need the money. And it's funny because then your money will pick up to cover it. Right. <laughs> you got to love it. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing thing. And, uh, um, I do a lot of things uh, for free. Uh, like I do things mm-hmm. at the library and I do things, you know, uh, on meditation right. and, and things like that. Uh, and sometimes that leads to a money-making opportunity, you know, surprisingly. Right. Uh, out of the thin air, but I, I, you know, I just do this because I want to do it. I feel it needs to be done, uh, and I don't expect anything to come out of it specifically through the good right. that uh, I do just impersonally. Uh, sometimes people say, hey, that thing you did in the library, how much are your fees to talk about this, you know, to a bunch of people or right. 
do this in a home or something. And uh, that leads to uh, money. And, uh, but the focus isn't on making that uh, money. It's on doing that good. And then the money, like you said, that'll come. You know, you just, just keep doing what you're, what you're supposed to be doing. And I think what you said before really fits that we do need to do something to put back volunteering somewhere at some point with something. Now, that can actually be if you have a friend that doesn't have a car and they have to get to work every day or, you know, for a couple of days their car is not working, it, you're still helping. So right. it doesn't always have to be, you know, on the level that we do, but it, ha- it should be something and it needs to be from the heart. It really doesn't work. And then people go, well, I did it for this reason. It didn't come back. It must not work. I'm like, no, you did it the wrong way. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Because we really need to be able to put back. I always look at it as, um, you know, like the uh, ripple in the water kind of thing. You know, when you throw the stone in, it just expands out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's why you and I like to teach. Because when we're teaching people, the better they do, the better the world gets and the better the people right. around them get. You know, I know that uh, sometimes you'll teach something where you and I will teach something and, you know, not to be negative about it because we're not, but realistically, sometimes people in our field get annoyed because we're giving away hidden information. I'm like, no, we're trying to help the planet and to help right. people, you know. And the whole point is if they're open to it, you know, we're more than happy to teach. Or I actually do parties where, you know, I do psychic readings, but I also do parties where I teach, which other right. people don't do. And um, I think that way, you know, they have fun. They're experiencing a good time. We're playing games, you know, but they're learning and they can do that for the rest of their lives when I leave. Right. So same thing, you know, when we're doing shamanic things or spiritual work or treatment, okay, which is not the same as psychic. But when we do that, the whole point is you want somebody's life to do better. You want to help them do better. And I don't understand the conflict because love doesn't have conflict. Love energy, which is what we're all based from, okay, because, you know, when you look at babies or little little kids, you know, they love everybody. (laughs) Society didn't teach them to shut that down yet. (laughs) So we come in with that energy. And I find that, you know, if you're working on helping people, whether it's their job or health or whatever you're helping them with, when they do better and they're happier, that's going to reflect on the people around them and it's going to affect them because you're not going to work cranky. You're going to work happier. People around you will be happier. So it kind of spreads. <laughs> yeah, yes, it, it certainly does. And I, I, I tell this to people, too, when I'm teaching, if they don't have to do anything big in the world. Just try to make your immediate life whatever that happens to be. Uh, it could be you and your cats. It could be you and a, you know, some family and friends uh, and the people mm-hmm. on your job. If you try to keep that world, the world that's within your personal control, uh, positive, as positive as you can and as, uh, as loving as you can, that, if enough people did it, that would affect the world in a phenomenal way. Oh, definitely. And I think uh, what you're doing with the show and teaching and in general with the 8 million things that you do, I really believe that, uh, you know, you're making everybody's life better and you're really helping the world. It just spreads, you know. So I'm always honored to be on the show with you or to talk to you or, you know, just to be connected with you. I love positive people and we need more of that. Thank Um, you. And I Oh, Did I ever share with you my primal vision? You know, I think you might have, but not on this show. So I think you should repeat it. <laughs> okay. This is something that I first started experiencing as a kid. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. continued throughout my life. As I move through my life, it gets a little bit more in focus. But it's there. If I close my eyes and I'm not thinking of anything else, this, this movie plays in my head. It's played in my head my whole life. Um, I glimpsed the top of a mountain shrouded in mist. Hovering on high, I can turn the ruins of an ancient Acropolis complex in the timeless twilight. I wait alone, formless silence. In time, a lone figure, powerfully built and clad in the skin of a lion, makes his way toward the abandoned temple of the highest. His hair and beard are still mostly brown, though streaked with white and gray. In his right hand, he wields a knobby club studded with bronze. 
My consciousness enters this figure, and henceforth I see through his eyes. I know that I am now Hercules, son of Zeus and progenitor of my line. Entering the fallen structure, I move through it unerringly until I reach a rectangular stone table, a long-neglected altar to the Olympians. Upon the altar is an antique horn from a heavenly bull, I tell myself. I then realize that I've been here many times before and that I know exactly what I must do. The horn is of monstrous size and etched with arcane glyphs. Some of the etchings are inlaid with a silvery metal. I put on my club, cautiously lift the artifact to my lips, then blow into the smallest end with all my strength. The bellowing call echoes through the firmaments. With the horn still in hand, I exit the temple and peer purposefully into the murky skies near where I myself once hovered. I can detect faint presences, spirits that have answered my summons who will help me carry out my Olympian mission. Some take, out, take on form while others remain formless, but this I know, all who have responded will assist me in some unique and important way. And with this realization, the vision starts to fade. I am blessed with a brief glimpse of the ruins restored to their former glory. The sky is lambent, blue, and clear. There are mythic beings engaged in joyous activity, I myself among them, and I realize that this is Olympus, my eternal point of origin and return, my heaven and my soul's uh, true home. So that, that's always in my mind, and what I do is reflected by that. So I know that I call the universe And that's very powerful. Thank you. Here in the vision is blowing horn. People will come into my life to help me. And that's always happened. Even with this radio, uh, the podcast, the right people flow into it and everybody does what they do, you know, and uh, it's a chance for all of us to do something uh, together and to exchange information and to share it freely with the world. So that's kind of like how I live my life with this little movie in my head. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's wonderful that you knew your path initially. You've always basically known your path. And most people don't. And when you're coming in with that kind of power, you're meant to be using it. And luckily, you're using it in a very positive way. Because, you know, some people attempted the other way. Right. And it's funny because we're not. You know, when no. you know your source and you know that everything, your strongest um, energetic level in the universe is love. You know, you're not really going to be tempted in the other direction because everything comes that we're focused on anyway. <laughs> it's just that it's coming in a positive way. Right. And we can create them with our mind anyway. So, you know, we don't need to mm-hmm. uh, manipulate other people or, you know, do things like that. Sorcerers or, you know, sometimes they're called left-hand mm-hmm. cap people or red caps or uh, dupas or yeah, there's all sorts of terms uh, mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but we, you don't need to do that uh, in life. You don't need to exercise that form of control. You're one with the universe. So is everybody else and everything else in the universe. Yeah, and then it's it's really it does come back to you. I find uh, I had a a lady that was a client years ago, very sweet person, and uh, you know she was going out with a gentleman, and they stopped going out. And he called me up one day because I knew both of them. He called me up one day and he wanted to know if he can come for a treatment, you know, spiritual work. So he comes over and we're talking. And what he really wanted to do was he wanted to manipulate something. He didn't know what, but he wanted to find some way to manipulate this woman to come back into his life. Now, you and I don't do that. We don't do right. negative, And that kind of control is negative. So I explained to him I don't do that. He explained to me why I should. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, that didn't work out. <laughs> right. You know? But, you know, if somebody's meant to be with you, they will be with you. You know, if right. you force somebody on the negative side, uh, if you force somebody to be with you, something's going to go terribly wrong because we're not supposed to control people. Okay. Um, this lady that I talked to years ago, uh, she came to me because she came to me be, and it was funny. Um, she came to me because uh, her husband was leaving her for another woman and she wanted to know, and I can't make this stuff up. She wanted to know if I could accidentally have him fall off a bridge. <laughs> oh. So I, I explained to people I don't feel negative. 
And it was funny because every time she called me, she offered me more money. And it's not a money thing. It's a karmic thing. Right. <laughs> we don't do negative ever, you know. So, you know, I, I asked her. I said, I don't understand why. So I checked it out, you know, psychically. And I felt like there was another woman in the picture. And I asked her about it. And she says, well, he's been going out with this other woman for, um, I think it was something like 20 years. <laughs> I said, well, he's oh. known about it all along. The difference is what? Because you let it go for 20 years. So she says, no, the difference is if he leaves for the other woman, you know, then he's taking all his money with him. (laughs) So it wasn't love. It wasn't anything even remotely connected to love. And we don't do negative anyway. Right. Sometimes when people come to us, you know, we have to, we, we really try to explain to them there's always a positive way. All she really had to do is, Focus on somebody that was right for her and that, you know, and financially secure and all that. And then it would have been positive and she would have been happy. Yes, because it would have been the right person. You don't. Right. Because I'm saying, okay, so you don't say anything about the other woman for 20 years. Now you do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it wasn't funny at the time. Looking back, it's funny. You know, the so the funny part is because I knew she'd go to somebody else, you know, and some people just say they're doing work and they actually don't. It's a money thing. Some people actually do work that's negative, you know, just in case I put protection around her husband. <laughs> that, that's the you know? part. Yeah, because really, you know, if it didn't bother her all that time, you know, I, you know, you don't want to see somebody get hurt, you know, and right. you know, physically get hurt in that way. You know, and, you know, there are so many things you can do to improve somebody else's life to help them rather, you know, and I find I always let people know what their best path is to change something, improve something, make it better, bring in something that uh, they they haven't had before that they'd like, you know, whatever we're working on. And a lot of it, a lot of the reason I find not in a reading because that's different, but in this type of work is that I talk to them for a while because. I'm tracking a pattern, much as you are. We're tracking patterns to see, okay, so what really caused this? Because most people are not aware of it, you know, or they can be consciously aware of the pattern, but they don't know how to fix it. So once you know what their pattern is or what caused that, maybe that one situation might not be a pattern, you know, then you can help by telling them the right things to do to bring it in. And most of it has to do with the power in the word and changing your mindset like we were talking about earlier. Because if they don't change their mindset, um, and sometimes that takes a while, it doesn't mean they go home and their mind is changed on their whole life, you know? But once they work on it and they can change the pattern or their outlook, you know, then um, their life actually starts shifting to do better. You can actually watch it. I love when people are doing well. It makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like when people are doing well. And uh, uh, it, it's a very satisfying thing because if they're doing well and they radiate that, the people around them are doing well and we all uh, do well. Oh, yeah, I just love that. It's funny. I used to, because, uh, you know, I'm also, I'm a shaman through Europe, but I'm also interfaith ministry. And, you know, I used to bless people you know, when they came to me and they wanted that type of thing. And I used to do blessings, and I still do, you know, like car and motorcycle blessings. <laughs> you know? But it's That's funny awesome. because, the, yeah, for, the, for, the, for years now, I've been blessing situations more than a person. It's just been coming up like that. Has that been coming up more like that for you lately? Because like you, the, well, the last couple of years, it's more blessing situations that's coming up. That's interesting. Just like that with you? Oh, I bless everything all the time. Even on Facebook, twice well, uh, yeah. daily. <laughs> blessings. And uh, I firmly believe that uh, we're here to uh, bless, you know, to bless the world. In oh, various definitely. Ways. And we're here to envision something better. If we don't like something in the world, uh, we have to try with the minds that we have uh, to visualize something better than, you know, what uh, has come into our consciousness and to try to ch- change it. Uh, but I've always blessed situations, so I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for situations. Uh, so I didn't really yeah. notice that increase. Well, I find, uh, well, you know, we've always done both. 
but I find the frequency, well, at least where I am, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I work on the phone and internationally, so it's not literally limited to where I live, but I just find that situation coming up more frequently than it did in the past. I don't know why. It could just be me. Because <laughs> we always get both. But the frequency just picked up, you know, last couple of years. And, you know, honestly, it could have been also, I just realized it could have also been because of the virus. I didn't even think of that till just now. See, you triggered things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm greatly honored. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's probably that it has to. I might have something to do with it, right? <laughs> that's fun, you know. That is but, uh, interesting. And uh, w- one of the things I like uh, uh, speaking with you about uh, is is this positivity, because a lot of people, as you say, think it's like a Pollyannish type of thing, as you pointed out. They think you're weak. They think you're um, what do you call it? Right. Uh, uh, not uh, realistic. They think all sorts of right. things. <laughs> but I, uh, and, and again, life is not always easy. Sometimes it's very challenging uh, for everybody. But I don't live in a hostile universe that's out to get me. Some people seem to live in a universe where everybody and everything is out uh, to get them. And I don't live in that universe. So, you know, exactly. but I can't agree with what they're saying. Yeah, I find, you know, we're always, because we're focused on the positive, sometimes people, like I said earlier, they just misunderstand it as we don't see the negative. Shall we see the negative? Yes. <laughs> it's just that that's not our focus. You know, I find, I, I might have said this to you years ago, though, I went to um, an area in Manhattan where, you know, you really shouldn't be walking. <laughs> okay, and, nice, uh, yeah. I, you know, and I I asked a friend of mine to go with me. I, I had to go to a store for some metaphysical supplies, and he, he wouldn't go with me. And I, I kept saying, but you've lived in that bad neighborhood. He says, that's why I moved out, and he's not going back. <laughs> right? okay. So, you know, you and I don't have that kind of fear, and I think people sense that. So I went into the neighborhood all by myself, you know, and um, I had three separate gentlemen stop me on the street you know, at different points when I was walking in the neighborhood, and all three thought I was lost, and all three offered to walk me to where I was going. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> you're not putting out that energy. Right. You know, I felt safe, you know, because people are people. If you don't expect, you know, to get mugged or negative or, you know, violence, you know, it, you, you don't attract things the same way when you're coming from trust. Right. You know, and, you know, and from what we know. So it's like you said, it's a different mindset. It doesn't mean we woke up one morning and and went, oh, now I'm changing everything to this. We've always had this. And I think that's a big difference, too, because we came in with it. That is a big difference. And anybody can prove that this uh, is real, by the way. Um, I I know when uh, the kid, much younger kids, used to play all these games, uh, and one of the games was, to agree to tell somebody something like, oh, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You look sick today. Oh, are you okay? You look sick today. Oh, are you okay? You know, different kids would say this to somebody. And by the end of the day, that person felt uh, like they were getting sick, even if they didn't before. Yeah. And that's how it exactly. works too. If you, get, if you start entertaining this feedback, uh, you know, we all have to listen to things people say uh, to, to reality tests. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you can be deliberately manipulated like that by people or by commercials or, you know, by the media or by, you know, whatever. Um, oh, definitely. So you, need to, you need to be on guard for that. But you can't take everything you hear to heart because it might not be true, even if you hear it a lot of uh, times. And I think that's right. a message we all need to learn right now in this uh, point in history because there's so many stories uh, that are conflicting. They're not based on what we consider to be facts. Uh, and they're coming from everywhere, bombarding us at a, a amazing pace through the uh, internet and other like technology we have. And it's very easy to fall into that, to buy into it, and to start living in a in a horrible world. You know. Oh, definitely. I find you know it's really funny because we're talking about how we've been like this, like you know, throughout our lives. And you know, when I was um, about eleven, twelve, I got to a point I literally could not watch the news. Now. Coming from Europe with my parents, my parents were looking at it. If you could watch the news and nobody was coming to your house with a gun <laughs> and you yeah. had the freedom 
to watch the news and you didn't watch it. What is wrong with you? And I literally, I could not watch it. It would make me sick. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't get information and we don't know what's going on. I just right. can't sit there and watch that, you know, and be bombarded. And it's very hard to explain that to people because it affects you physically when you're always listening to negative. Right. Yeah. Now, if they had a lot more positive on the news, that, that would be nice. <laughs> we started that on one of the shows. Uh, one of our shows uh, is on Sussex County in uh, here in Jersey. And uh, the person who hosts mm-hmm. the show, uh, she's also a metaphysical teacher. She's worked in, like, labor unions, and she was a teacher, and she's involved in politics. You know, so uh, she's mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. But we decided to focus on the positive. So instead of talking about all the problems and what we could do about them, right. uh, she was like, this is what's going on in Sussex County. And we found that right. even if you just focus on the things that you could talk about in an hour, which, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, turns out to be not, you don't capture everything good that's going on in the place in an hour, you can't, uh, then yeah. your whole view changes. Because if you see that there are so many hundreds of positive things happening in this place, yes, you're hearing about all the negative things and they're happening too. But if you focus on the positive, your outlook improves, whereas you focus on the negative, your outlook uh, becomes your enemy. Oh, I, I really agree with you 100%. I find, too, that when you're focused on the positive, the way you just said, you know, with the media and everything else, then I always feel divine order starts getting established. You know, and then it gets established in your mind, body, and spirit because once you're not focused on the negative all the time, you know, it does, and again, it doesn't mean we don't know anything, but once you're not focused on that, it really affects your body and your mental and spiritual self. So it's all-encompassing. People just don't look at it as it's one big connection. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and I always look at it as infinite spirit always opens the way for you. You just have to let it do its thing. Very technical, right? <laughs> very, very technical, very simple. If you want to look at it technically. Right. Um, there have been a bunch no, of easy. books written about uh, this, and among them yours, because uh, you've written 55 plus uh, books, which is amazing. Um, but there are a lot of books that give you things you can do, either prayers or spells or visualizations or meditations mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but you can use your inner self to create a, a better world every single day. We're all magical beings. And uh, yeah. we're, we're programmed uh, by a lot of the elements in our society to be our own worst enemies. You know, we criticize ourselves, we beat ourselves up, you know, we can't oh, imagine yeah. better, we fall into the victim trap, and, and those are the ways that keep us stuck. Oh, yeah, because it becomes a cycle. Yeah. You know, a cycle, and the more, the more focused you get on the negative – the more negative things happen, and now you're saying, oh, see, I knew it was going to be bad. So it's just coming in all the time in a little circle. So sometimes, like I said, with clients, when they come, what we're doing is we're breaking that circle or the pattern. And a lot of people don't realize that they do that. No, they don't. You know, uh, on a conscious level. And sometimes, even if they realize what it is, they don't know how to change it or how to attract what they really want or what they really need. And I find if you're dealing with infinite spirit, it's unlimited. You can basically, you know, pretty much just about anything. And if you look at people like um, Tesla, you know, um, or um, Einstein or Van Gogh, their ideas really came spiritually. You know, it wasn't all analytical. The techniques may have been analytical. But basically their information came from within tuning into a source. And, you know, some people look at it as they were tuned into divine power. Some people look at it as alien information. They're still tuned in somewhere to get that information, whichever way you look at it. And they acknowledged it. In fact, um, they had uh, a book that actually explained um, Alexander Graham Bell when he was trying to come up with the idea for the telephone. Uh, His form of meditation is he would sit in a chair, and he would hold a really heavy ball in his hand. And he mm-hmm. knew he was getting into meditation and away from the physical because when he got very heavy into meditation, the ball would fall out of his hand and he wouldn't even realize it. 
Right. So everybody has their own way of tuning in, as long as it works. (laughs) But the main thing is to try to change things to improve your life, to make it better, Um, you know, to heighten abilities as an example, or just to bring in a a better situation. Uh, I I find, though, that sometimes I have people in a positive way where they have a relative, as an example, that wants to have a better job. You know, and they've been praying for this relative, which I think is wonderful, and nothing's happening. And a lot of it is that they may be sending very positive energy, and they really want the help from the heart, but you don't know what the other person is blocking subconsciously. Right. Yeah, like, you know, we've all heard of people where they make, you know, they make a million dollars, or they won the lottery, and they win a fortune, and then within a year, they lost it. Right. <laughs> because, you know, the subconscious is going, I'm not supposed to have this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you change your pattern, your thoughts, and how you look at things, okay, when you change your mindset, then you can actually improve and change your life and move up. And few of us question our beliefs, like how valid are the things we uh, believe. Um, and uh, that's often a, a very fruitful way of, like, discovering some of these patterns. Another way is if you're having something happening to you again and again and again, uh, then chances yes. are that's a story that you're writing and directing, and you're casting people <laughs> to fit into your story. <laughs> I love it. That was such a great way to say that. Thank you. <laughs> but it's a- actually absolutely true. You know, especially if you look back at past patterns. Um, I knew a gentleman, I, you might have known him, but I don't want to say his name on the air. But okay. uh, I knew this gentleman, and he actually had a situation with cars. Didn't matter if he got a brand new car, an old car. Every time he got a car, something went wrong. People would not get in the car with him when he was driving. <laughs> and I was, and I used to say to him, you know, if we sit down and maybe we could do a treatment or something and try to figure out what's going on because there's something going on if it's every car. Right. And nobody ever got hurt. Yeah, but they didn't want to get in the car with him. It's like he'd be on his way to work. The car would die. He's now not even late. He can't make it to the job that day. And whoever rides with him isn't making it to work either. (laughs) But eventually he changed the pattern. But he kept saying, no, it's not a pattern. I'm I'm saying to him, it's every car. (laughs) I'm thinking every car. That's the pattern. (laughs) How did you break that? How did how, or how did how did you break that pattern uh, for him? Well, we started doing a couple of things. First of all, I had to get him to even see the pattern because he kept saying, right. "No, there isn't one." So what I did was I had him write down every every car he had since his first car as a teenager. So he wrote down all the names of all the cars. He was all excited. He had a bunch of he had a lot of cars. So I said to him, "I said next to it, you know, and start another column next to each car." put down if something went wrong with it, and if something went wrong, what went wrong with it? Every single car had a problem. He looked at it and he went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know? So what we did was we, we had to change it. So there's a way where you're literally casting your burdens on the Christ within, or whatever you want to uh-huh. call it, and you're actually saying, I cast this, whatever it is, on the Christ within, and I go free. And then you just let it go and let it do its own thing. Because now you don't have the problem. It's whoever you believe in is in, you know, whatever your source is, is now handling the problem. It just took it out of your hands, you know. And then, you know, we got more specific about changing his situation because he was creating. But it's funny, until he wrote down all the cards and next to it wrote down if, and every card had something wrong. But I said to him, if something went wrong with it and what went wrong, and it wasn't that the same things went wrong. It's just they all went wrong. They all went <laughs> he wrong. was actually parking. Yeah, he was actually parking in one of the boroughs, um, I think either Brooklyn or the Bronx. He was parking in one of them, and there weren't any cars around. So he parked. He had to run over to feed the meter, and he left the driver's side door open. And it was, there was nothing that visually that he could see. He put the money in the meter. In the meantime, a car came by and took down his door. Ooh. The door was just gone. Now, obviously, he wasn't there. Nobody ever got hurt, you know, him or anybody around him, you know. 
But he wouldn't have left it open if there were any cars visually. And some car came around the corner, took his door right off. I said uh, to him, listen, I, I, was, I was starting to tease him. I was thinking, listen, it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but eventually he got to the point where, okay, I can't afford more cars. <laughs> you know? But the whole thing is to avoid problems like that. Or if you're trying, if you're working on improving your health or, you know, a relationship. And people always think that when you say relationship, you mean romantic relationship which, of course, we also mean. But a lot right. of times people have problems with their family members or, um, you know, their kids or their parents or their teachers or something on their job. So it, it's all different forms. And sometimes uh, you can change you. And I tell people this. You can change you. You cannot change other people. Right. You know, you can help them do better. But I'm saying you can't change their basic personalities, you know. Um, you can't change anything along that level. Uh, this lady that I was talking to, she's been trying to go out with this gentleman for years. I, I'm not exaggerating, years. And they went out twice. And then after that, he explained to her that he thinks of her as a friend, but not as a relationship. I mean, he was very polite about it. You know? uh-huh. And she's, been, she's literally been hounding this guy for years. And she kept saying to me, you know, what can I do to maneuver him? And I just keep saying, leave the man alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> leave him alone. He's up because we only have a few more minutes. And which of your books can people read to find uh, treatments and spiritual type of work that they could do uh, to start changing their world? And how can people find you? Oh, okay. First of all, you know, I do this full time. So as a book, I would suggest, I have one, if you're working on finance, um, one of the best ones I have for that is called Heaven Sent Money Spells, and it helps you improve in business, in you know, all different jobs, and on all different levels, and it teaches you how to bring money in on the spiritual level, and some of the formulas are very, very simple, because I feel the simple, direct ones have more power than very complicated things where you can't find half the ingredients. I agree. And some of them don't even have ingredients. So, and then I have one, I have a lot of them. So I have one on, uh, oh, there's one that's really good for, called How to Eliminate Stress and Anxiety Through the Occult. It has crystals, gemstones, meditation, all different forms. So if you don't resonate with one, you'll resonate with another. And uh, people can actually get to me on my cell phone. So they can text me, they can call me. And it's 631 five five nine one two four eight and uh, my email address is my first initial last name so it's m d a n d r e a one hundred at gmail dot com. Honestly I look at email less. You and I were just talking about it. So my suggestion is call me, leave a message if you leave a message I will always call you back. And uh actually I do have uh, my website is really just MariaDeandrea.com, and I do public speaking. Basically, you and I do everything. <laughs> That's the short version. And you do much you know? more of it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly I, I love the readings and the treatments because I find that I like directly affecting people's lives so that they can do better, you know. And the point is to get them to do better without us. You know, so right. we're not trying to make anybody dependent. We want to give them the tools so they can go out and do it for themselves. And that, that's a, something that's uh, very important uh, for people to hear uh, because uh, the whole purpose of all this is for you to be independent, not to be dependent on somebody to get you out of jams all the time or uh, make you feel better. Uh, so thank you, Maria. That is a very awesome and powerful uh, place on tonight's show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's always so much fun, and I love talking to you because pretty much you know about everything. <laughs> so you're very impressive, and I love that you're so positive. I love to get positive, too. Yeah. I, I know a lot less than I'd like, but uh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, I, the time passed quickly, but I know the time will pass quickly between now and next month, and I'll talk to you a couple of times in between. So thank you so very okay, much. wonderful. Day. And you too. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. And thanks to everybody who joined us.
whether you listen to us live, whether you called in, whether you're going to listen to us later on demand. Until next time, this is us wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.